Who's going to pay in future for trustworthy and quality journalists as the money once used to pay for them further bleeds into other communication options? Audiences in regional areas are amongst the biggest losers as their only local news source closes. The governments in the US, Canada and UK are contemplating following the Australian precedent of making big tech pay news publishers. Is that a band-aid option or a sustainable solution? I'm Peter Wilkinson with the Alliance for Journalist Freedom, and Timothy Carr is a senior director with Free Press Action, an American not-for-profit fighting for press freedom and to strengthen local media. So, Tim, what are our future options for funding of journalism? In the 21st century, they're increasingly limited. We found that that a commercial model is only working for a few outlets, usually prominent ones, like here in the United States, like the New York Times is a profitable commercial outlet. But where uh, the commercial model is not working is in local, um, local news and information is in crisis. So what have we got? We've got public funding, like the ABC and SBS in Australia. We've got philanthropy or private funding. We've got the big techs and what we've got new business models, I guess. There are some newspapers that have survived by changing their legal status from for-profit to not-for-profit, and they've relied upon city charities and some public funding. Um, There are commercial options, which still work to some degree in the United States with broadcast TV news. Um, And then there are a lot of startups. Foundations have been giving money to not-for-profit local news startups with the hope that that money would act like a sort of seed investment, that they'll figure out a way to become viable. The difficulty everybody faces is that commercial objectives don't necessarily benefit what journalism should be about, and that is strengthening democracy. And you've written about that. What are your thoughts? There are a lot of ideas about journalism. Some people think that it should live or die by the dictates of the marketplace, and that if you can't make enough money by selling advertising, um, then you know there's no reason for you to exist. There are slightly more sophisticated thinking about it um, that thinks of journalism as a public good. And once you accept that notion, then it shouldn't be that hard to think then we need to find some public mechanisms for supporting journalism. Um, And there are a lot of models in the United States. We're still funding public media on a model that's more than 50 years old. In 1967, uh, we passed the Public Broadcasting Act. Um, which puts aside in the neighborhood of 425 to 470 million US dollars a year. Um, and if you look, break that down per capita, it's a paltry sum in the United States. It's about a dollar fifty per person, whereas countries like Germany, Sweden, and even Australia fund public media at yeah. a much higher rate. Every man, woman, and child in Australia stumps up about 160 bucks for three years funding for the ABC and SBS. Um, But Australians who are involved in the future of journalism still think that that doesn't provide sufficient diversity. So there's a real challenge for the future, isn't there? It is. And I think we have a similar problem in the United States when we created that model for funding. Again, it was 1967. The state of the art 
at the time was broadcast TV and radio. And most of that money goes to broadcast. But nowadays, a lot of local news operations are finding that internet-based outlets are a much cheaper way to share news with a broader audience. And it also allows them to go hyper-local to serve of the local communities, communities of color, communities that gather around a common interest that often aren't served by the larger public media outlets in the United States. We're talking about the public broadcasting service and a national public radio, which are do an admirable job of covering the news, but, but depend upon money from donors who are largely white, college-educated um, to survive. Therefore, their news caters to the, their interests and not to the interests of you know, the entire community. There's also a history of neglect in covering certain communities, communities of color in particular, um, have been not only neglected by traditional news, in some cases, you know, they've been victimized. And so any funding mechanism that you would create would have to try to correct that as well as addressing this issue of geographic areas where uh, local coverage is lacking. How do you see the role of big tech? So as you know, in Australia, created a bit of a benchmark. Yes. So the bargaining code in Australia has been much talked about and emulated now. Canada is looking at doing something similar. In the United States, we have um, legislation that's been introduced. It's called the Journalism Competition and Preservation Act that effectively forces big tech into negotiations with news outlets. I've been critical of this model because it really is built on this idea of propping up existing news outlets and they don't need the money. You have to go where journalism is missing. And there are areas in the United States that are called news deserts that don't have news outlets. You can't bargain with an entity that doesn't exist. You need to create funding for uh, innovative startups. Where do you see the future then? If the objective in the future is to have strong journalism that supports democracy, is trusted? I see public funding as the future of local journalism. And um, a lot of people think that, you know, getting the government involved in journalism is problematic. Um, but there are several models that exist around the world that create a firewall between the supposed hot winds of political winds of, of government and independent local journalism. Um, so we need to look at those. We need to look at ways to raise more money for local journalism. And we've proposed a tax on digital advertising that would then go into a general fund that can be distributed in a number of ways. Timothy Carr, greatly appreciated. Thank you very much. My pleasure.